Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your name. Welcome to Signs of Life Radio. Tonight is the night that's dedicated to your personal stories. We invite you to call in and share your personal experiences that defy mainstream thinking. And we invite you to join us as we explore the types of experiences that people have, what they mean, and how we can integrate them into our daily lives. Although mediums provide a valuable connection to the deceased, this particular show centers around your direct experiences which do not involve a medium. Your co-hosts tonight are Dr. Betty Kobach, author of The Miracle of Death, There is Nothing But Life, and Merchants of Light, The Consciousness That is Changing the World, and Forever Family Certified Medium, Janet Mayer, who is author of Spirits, They Are Present. And we welcome you and your spirits to join us tonight and make this special for everyone who decided to tune in either looking to give or receive or both. So without further ado, would you please pick up your pen and write down the call-in numbers? 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And hello, Betty and Janet. Hello, Kim. And Janet. Hello, Hello, Kim and Betty. (laughs) How's everyone tonight? Doing well. Doing well. Well, do you have something very important to start us off with, Janet, or any thoughts, um, questions? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I, I can, well, you know what, actually, we have a caller, so I can wait. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Good. Well, thank you. Laura from Seattle, Washington, is on the line. We welcome you to our show, yes, Laura. Thank hi, you for Laura. calling. Hi, thank you. Hi, Betty and Kim and Janet. Nice to hear you. Thank hi, you. Laura. Thank you for calling. Oh, good. Yes. What would you like to share, say? <laughs> well, you know, I'm here to listen, but I'm also here to share that um, things more intergalactical have been happening, like, you know, images of spaceships and, and you know, experiences of, of being, not being abducted, but in spaceships during dream states, I'm finding it very exciting. And I just um, am now kind of understanding that maybe perhaps it's not all my imagination. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Well, so you had, you've had some experiences, haven't you, with the spaceships and yourself, haven't you? Yes, I have. They seem to be getting more like... Um, bold and more information if that makes sense yes it it really does can you tell us a little bit more about the kinds of information or yeah well and- it was interesting i i work with a group of of people um six or seven eight other women who are mediums and we share a lot and i remember 
sharing with them and saying, you know those elevator dreams you have where the elevator has no panel, but you're being sideways in this way and that way, but you never bump into walls and you always end up in some kind of place? They go, no, Laura, we don't have elevator dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. They said, and they're the ones who said, you're the one having elevator dreams and those aren't elevators. Those are spaceships. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've been having these all my life, and I never put that together until two months ago. Oh and ever since I put that together, then another time just recently in the past, oh, gosh, two weeks, I thought I was stepping up into, a, like, a, a, a pickup truck, but it was so high off the ground I had to pull myself up. But it, it was the inside of a, <clears throat> a craft. And I happened to be the pilot that could do maneuvers. And um, But then I thought, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten how to pull myself out of this particular maneuver. But by happenstance, I had some kind of device that was a sensor, so I never did hit the surface of the water. And when I came up, there were five other crafts like mine coming towards me, but flying in really tight formation, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's right. I remember how to do that, but I I need to go practice. So I thought, I remember a gravel pit surrounded by forest that I can go practice in. So I kind of took off to go find the gravel pit. Sure enough, there was this gravel pit in the middle of the forest. And if you know anything about Washington State, in the United States, it's completely forested where I was. Right. And sure enough, there was a gravel pit. So that kind of ended that that part of the, the sequence. But two days later, I talked with my daughter. And she works for the state of Washington. And she was working with the legislature with a person from the forestry. And he was describing to her his job of managing, like, almost 400,000 acres of forest. But his specific job is blasting gravel vines are gravel veins in the middle of the forest. And oh, we wow. never knew that even existed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, it gets so more real every time. Wow. Oh, that is amazing. Well, it, it sounds like in the journey, you're, you're reminding yourself that you have experience in that world, that uh, you're part yes. of that world, perhaps. And what, what do you think that really sort of means for us, for all of us, at now, at this time? Honestly, I, I think it really means we're not alone and we're highly capable of pulling ourselves out of where we are. So well, awesome. Very much, yes. Laura, you had said one word, and I didn't hear what it was. It's, you had mentioned a little device that you had that could what? So it was, a, it was a device that was placed in my the palm of my hand when I was fearing I couldn't, like, maneuver this craft up out of its loop before it hit the surface. It was um, oblong and tapered at the end, and it was of a golden metal, and it had a very small blinking red light, like very small, like the size maybe of a pinhead. And beside, and I, I just opened my palm, and there it was. And then there was this figure beside me that didn't say anything, but he, but it felt more like um, somebody who who had given it to me, but it was mine 
to have in this situation, and that I'm trying to really remember what the sense of what this 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 being was. It was um, benevolent. I think that would be the word, benevolent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like almost um, somebody who's watching over, I guess, is kind of a short way to say. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, those are possible experiences. I mean, especially when intuitively you are feeling that we are so much more than we have led ourselves to believe and have been led to believe about ourselves, that we have tremendous Mm -hmm. power. And I think that we haven't, we've forgotten how to develop it and maintain it, but that we're being reminded constantly that there's more to us than we thought, that we have so much inner power that we have forgotten, perhaps is somewhat atrophied. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, and also that we are working with, I think, other uh, beings from other dimensions. And, right. and I think you've you've had experiences that have made you certainly know that uh, I when you were talking I went to get this book that I, I like very much it's beyond UFOs the science of consciousness and contact with non-human intelligence this is a huge volume and I've read some of it uh, but in it one of the articles that I particularly have liked is uh, these children who are being born on the planet and they have knowledge of their life in spaceships and mm-hmm. uh, and coming to the earth to be born to help us in this particular time because we're going through a tremendous dark night of the soul and uh, a tremendous transformation and they they want to remind us who we are mm-hmm. and what we can do and help us and uh, your your experience is certainly uh, Ignite that feeling. And long-term experience, too. That's pretty interesting. Janet, what do you think? Yeah, I, I was going to throw in my two stuff. I was listening to all that. And, and I found, first of all, a number of interesting things that I like the fact that you trust what you receive, what you're, what's coming through you intuitively, however, if it's in dreams, if it's like experience, that you're trusting it. And I, I like that I don't, I don't hear any fear with it, which I think is really cool that you're understanding it in some level, on some level, and if this has been going on throughout your life, of course, you're it's kind of empowering you, I think, as you know, as you go through, you know, age by age, is that you're learning more and learning to understand what it can do. Like you said, I don't I believe too, we're not alone. We're not I mean if if this is it and the whole universe is pretty sad, I mean yeah, of course you know, We can't be the best there is, really. Come on, you know, I mean, there's got to be a lot more. And I think that what it is, is it is, it's connecting in different ways, kind of like your intuition, you know, you're, you're connecting on a different level. And that's the same thing with the um, intergalactic, you know, sphere out there is, is connecting with different energies and learning how to deal with that, learning how to bring it here on a different level or towards other people. And I think that's, I don't know, I find it really fascinating. And I think it's really, um, I think it's good for people to think about. And especially like tonight too, is, you know, you're sharing an experience that you've had probably numerous times from what it sounds like. And you're also having these kind of psychic and intuitive experiences, you know, like that you were talking to your daughter about, and here you mm-hmm. saw something 
that also manifested and it, it, you know, it was very concrete. And so I think that's really cool, a validation. And I hope, I really hope that you're writing this down and that you're, you know, dating it and timing it when these things happen. And then if there's some kind of connection, you write that down as well, because I think that that would be important over time to see what kind of patterns are emerging for you. And if there's something even, you know, bigger that you're starting to kind of put the pieces together, like the puzzle, mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool too. So I hope you're doing something like that. And if not, I would highly encourage you to write it down, especially when you have something come through, you know, even if it's like, if it's at night and you're like, okay, I'm busy the next day, then take time sometime in that day and write it down and, and date it, like whatever time you think it was around or, you know, time and, and just see if there is a pattern that emerges that maybe, you know, they're trying to share with you that is on a deeper level that you might not even be getting yet, you know? I do write it down, I, and I do record okay, it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, think, I do that. Yeah. Haven't you received different types of uh, geometric structures from them? It seems I like. have. Yeah, geometric structures seem, seem to come more when I'm meditating, not not through dream awareness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I but think that's good. Yeah, that twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and in my in both books, actually, I talk about the one experience of this huge disc, light disc, of and I think that uh, you related to that and uh, mm-hmm. and had similar experiences, right? Yes, I did. I had that same white disc and white figure experience, but traveling with that person or that being, I never did well, see a face. Yeah. Wow, another, that's amazing. Another thing I think is <laughs> pretty cool is that it wasn't just inspiring, but it was like it was challenging you in that back to that experience and when you were given the device, it's like you got this. And it's almost like you can remember, hold this. You yeah, know, trust you're remembering this. how to, to there's fly. something really profound in in that Yeah, I like that, that presence and that instilling of, of some I don't know if you would call it confidence, but it was trying to it seems like inspire you to know that you can you can make this maneuver. Yeah, you can do this. Oh, okay. knows you're going to have to have some maneuvers here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it rec- you're recognizing too that we are all connected. You know, on many different levels. You know, whether whatever you however you want to call whatever you want to name them, and that I'm curious too is does it help you in your daily experiences. Like when you're, you know, because you're still here, you're on earth, you're, you know, you have to live in the physical. Do you also realize or find ways that it helps you in your daily life? I do. I I really do. It's, um, it's added an extra element of excitement, Mm -hmm. honestly, in the terms of not a lot, not allowing, so much the outside, the peripheral noise to get in and knowing that there's just, um, oh my gosh, how to say this with being respectful. It's just, it's, um, we're here just for a short time and we do make a difference, but it's not all, it's not all encompassing and it's not, it's not the only aspect of us. Mm-hmm. If that I agree. Yeah. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. 
yelling at okay. it away. <laughs> no, I'm glad you shared that. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I find it very fascinating. And I mean, you know, especially because, you know, we all have our own experiences. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool that you can, you know, come on here and share your experience. And I think it makes <laughs> people think, you know, it's a good thing to make people think. And to say, okay, there is more out there. There is a lot more going on in our world. I mean, you know, we always talk about all these cool stories that are happening around us from our loved ones that have crossed to the other side. And why not, you know, it could be out there with, you know, how, whatever you want to call them. You know, if, if they're friends, they're, you know, intergalactic, you know, people, aliens, whatever you want to say. I think that it, it's you know, it is showing us that there is a lot more out there going on around us and that mm-hmm. we're still living here and we're doing okay. And I think that I love the fact that you didn't have you, there's no fear there. And I think that's a really good thing to share as well. Oh yeah. No, thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of funny when you have, when I, when I have a day which seems challenging, I'm going, you know, it'd be nice if I could just go home, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just do what my dreams do. and then i say to you guys i'm i never want to do this again remind me next time i'm not coming back oh (laughs) i think we do have that thing i i I think that well i had uh, a vision after phd had crossed over uh and i can i felt that i among many others we had come uh for various reasons we we came but one of them was that we had gained uh, in the past some knowledge of how to heal, and I think mm-hmm. also had some responsibility probably for the illness, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, oh. I there I was uh, working in uh, a trauma center that the Earth was a trauma center, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes I th- I think that going through what we're going through uh, is a trauma center. Uh, sometimes and often for many, many people and for the planet. But I think that when you say, and what I've heard you talk about before of the the discs, uh, what they remind us of, and we need to hold on to it, is that there's something magnificent in this whole journey and in the universe, that there are levels of consciousness so magnificent that we have forgotten that we are capable of. And mm-hmm. as you say, that we're probably creating in parallel worlds There's so much about all of us. You know, I think of these dreadful distortions of our true stories that we're not worthy of living in the garden of life, that we're not worthy of eating the tree of consciousness, which is our heritage, Mm -hmm. that we are flawed. And now today that we have the technocrats wanting to transhumanize us and make us something that we're not because we're not worthy of living on the planet the way we are. And these experiences Mm. remind us there is something magnificent going on. When I had the vision of the disc, at first, I, I just, I I still was in my doubting phase, but it was even before the death. And, and yet I thought, this is something so powerful, so incredible creative, and so real. There's no way I could make this up. This was something so powerful in the universe, and they were here to help us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are us. Maybe they are our future. And maybe they're beings from all over the universe helping us. But what I, what they said, and I knew this was a whole disk of cosmic consciousness, and one person had to spiral out of it into my brain and heart. So 
it could be limited enough for me to to perceive and and that they are here to work with mm-hmm. all of us and that they have surrounded our planet with light and it's been there for a long time and now mm-hmm. right now is the time that they are able to connect to our planet because something big is going on and it's loving and it's creative and that has helped me through because i knew i couldn't make that up that was so oh, incredible so great that is it's pretty much so wow that reminds yeah. me go ahead laura no no i i was just agreeing with betty yes Oh, I, when you all were speaking, it was reminding me of, there was a quote that you had written in one of the books, and I don't know who said it, but it was, we have to make room in ourselves for the immensities of the universe. Yes, who that was, was that? Brian Swim quoted that from indigenous people in South America. Oh my gosh. We mm. must always make room in ourselves for the immensities of <laughs> the, the immensities. Yes, so, oh, we've forgotten those immensities. Yeah. And once we, like you, Laura, you have... Uh, many times you felt and sensed those immensities in it, that you were a part of it. And we just have to hold on to that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. We're so glad you called, Laura. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. you. Take care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye. 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 Wow. Wow. We have Tiffany from California. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, guys. Um, How are you? my (laughs) My cousin actually told me to call in. Good. So we're, going okay. to, we're listening to the radio and texting each other. My cousin Melanie in Reno. But anyway, Hi, Melanie, um, thank you. I, have, <laughs> I, I did have a question and a personal experience. I realized. So, Great. which do you want first? Either one. <laughs> Which whichever. Okay. Let me do the personal experience first. So, in 2008, I sold my dream house because I couldn't afford it, and I was moving to a rural area where my family was. And on my way here, I asked my grandmother, who raised me and who I called mom, to please give me a sign if she thought that I was doing the right thing. So I pulled into the driveway and with my uh, four dogs and one cat, and out of the asphalt in the 100-degree heat in August was a red iris growing out of the asphalt and blooming and i knew that was her because she loved those kinds of flowers and i asked specifically for a sign and there it was wow that's good that's cool i love that image of flowers growing out of asphalt which is yeah exactly (laughs) the will and they and they usually don't bloom that time of year either so oh. no, that's anyway, right. so 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 um, I actually do receive signs from her frequently, but that one was vivid in my in my mind. But my question is, do do animals leave signs? Because um, my dog CK Dexter Haven um, was basically my soulmate. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. And I was just wondering to myself while I was listening to your personal experiences now and in the past, if animals could leave signs. Yes, they totally can leave signs, and they often leave many signs. They, I, um, I come from a family who has pets that are kind of same way. They're you know part of the family. They're you know it's close with a brother or sister or a parent, and they have uh, many of them have passed along the way and have often left many signs. Um, I've had that in readings as well, and they can come really? in. You know, a lot. Oh yes, totally. They can. 
um, leave impressions like on a bed. They can ring a bell that would be, you know, like a door to let them, you know, I know people have had a bell on their door and they would ring it to go out and that bell will ring, you know, when they talk to them. I mean, there's, they, they can, they have a soul just like we do. It's, you know, it's, they definitely can leave a sign. And I think that, you know, you can connect with them. And like you said, if it's, you know, a soulmate, I would definitely think it would be even easier for you because you're so in tune, you know, you're kind of have that parallel connection that you could definitely receive signs. So, well, I did have an aura, aura reading and he did show up in that. And he's also shown up in the, in readings I've had. So I'm going to have to keep an eye out. Thank you so much. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you, Tiffany. It just, it's interesting because, they certainly teach us what unconditional love is, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's oh, so yeah. Beautiful that they are able to. We just know that, feel that. It's a, it's a, a great relationship and a great teaching mm-hmm. from them. Right, know? right. Well, and I think that that's important, too, is to, you know, I think, you know, like you said, too, like maybe um, many, many years ago, we weren't taught that, you know, that that, that shouldn't happen. But I think that as people become more open and really understanding and having that connection and there's a deeper meaning to it, you can find there's signs all the time from them that come through. And I think that, you know, that that can be very heartwarming and and comforting to the people here, you know, and I think that that's important to remind or let people know that that does happen. Yes. And there, there is a consciousness that uh, is in them. Uh, it was interesting. This reminds me, I'd forgotten kind of this, but uh, it was just uh, a sh- not long before my husband was killed in an accident uh, in Europe, in a car accident. And uh, but one, I, I had locked the cats out of my room because they were keeping me up. They were just so wanting to come in, go out. So I said to them, now you two. I'm going to lock my door and you two stay out here in the rest of the house. I've got to get a night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, at, uh, uh, in the early morning, uh, one of the cats was in my room. There's no way that cat could get in my room. Oh my and mm-hmm. I, uh, it was really kind of strange and, of course, wanted out. So I did. And the other cat joined as we went down the hallway and they went out the door. And I said, well, okay, so you're out now, and I'm going to go back to sleep. I looked at the clock, and it was just a little bit after four in the morning. And I heard some kind of strange sound, and I thought, that's strange. I wonder what that is, but I was so sleepy, I went back to sleep. And uh, then at six o'clock in the morning, they were both in the house scratching at the door of my bedroom to get in. No way. No way they could have done that. That just, in fact, I was so startled that I thought someone is surely in the house. There's a burglar in the house. Then no way those cats could get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had checked with my husband later. Is there any way, anyone in no way at all? They were back in the house. And the interesting thing is, is that um, uh, it wasn't much longer after that, that my husband was killed and my brother-in-law and his wife arrived at that same time uh, that, uh, that those cats had done this strange <laughs> maneuvering mm. to get out, uh, and came back. They were in the house at that time in the morning. And, uh, I thought there were just, there were just, I did, I thought, well, what's the connection? The connection was that they were breaking the laws of nature. <laughs> you know, something was going on. And, uh, and at the same time, my husband was in Colorado and, uh, uh, he called me that morning and said, did anything unusual happen? Because he had, 
almost had an accident that could have killed him. It was very similar to the one he did have just some time later in Hungary. This was Colorado. And, but he didn't go off the road because there was a barrier there. And uh, so it just those strange things. But I thought, how did those, it's like those cats, somehow they had, there was something they were acting out because they were breaking the laws of nature for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it was the same time when I heard of my uh, husband's death later. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't know exactly what it all means, but you know there's some connection going on. Something bigger. Some, mm-hmm. yeah, and I thought those cats were very close to him too. And I thought, you know, they knew something. Right. Well, I mean, I, I have a story in my in my book. I have a, a section with the other children, which are the animals, and the story of Sophie, which with Sophie the cat was um, Fran and Bob's cat that had passed that I didn't know about anything about this cat. And I was staying over there. And basically, to, to make the story really short, I have it in my book, the whole story, but um, this cat jumped up on me. And at the time, I knew there was a cat in the room with me, but that cat wasn't there. And I was like, okay, there was, you know, there was one up by that jumped over me, but then there was a second cat. And I'm like, wait a minute, where'd the second cat come? You know, where did the second cat come from? And I started going turning on the light, looking, looking everywhere, trying to figure out where it was. And, and I couldn't find the cat. And I'm like, I knew there were two cats there. You know, and I'm like, you know, where, where's the cat? And I, I literally turned the light on, was moving everything in the room going, where's this cat? It was just on me, you know. And so then the next morning I go downstairs and I'm, I'm telling, you know, Fran and Bob about this. Or I think Fran, I was telling about the cat. And she's like, oh, that's Sophie. That was John's cat. That cat used to live in that room. Oh, oh my God. It's been gone. <laughs> oh my and I mean, I was just like. Oh my gosh, I just had this oh, spirit of this cat, you know, this cat was on me. And, and it was kind of funny. I mean, as they're telling me the story, I mean, you know, I gave you the very shortened version, but, you know, there's a couple of pages in the book on the story. And it was really funny because I was just like, I mean, I swore there were, I, if you would have made me bet $100 on the two cats, I would have because there were two cats there. And and there were not two cats there. It was just the spirit of the cat Sophie. Oh, and I, love and I just thought it was really, it really, really hit me hard because I had never experienced something like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is amazing that, you know, I have seen them before in readings like animals and I mean, lots of different animals, even horses. And, and but I've never actually experienced one on me or touching me. And oh. so I knew at that point it was just. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, that that can totally happen. And if, you know, you ever lose a pet and you love them and you don't mind if they jump up next to you or, you know, you, you know, you want to do a meditation with them coming near you. I think that's a great thing to do to have that connection if you want it. So I just thought that was kind of a little story I wanted to throw in there. But, you know, it was kind of really to this day. I still remember that that moment where I was and when it happened and, and, you know, the next morning apologizing going, I'm sorry if you heard me moving around and wondering what I was doing in there, but I was like looking under here and looking behind there and, you know, and looking under the bed and behind the dresser. And I'm like, where is that cat? Where's that second cat? Where'd it go? You know? And, and, and it was just really wild when, when they told me, Oh, well, that was her cat. And, and actually that was the room that the cat, you know, passed in. And I was like, cause it was her room and that's where she wanted to go when the time came and I was like, Oh my gosh. So it, it is, it's pretty amazing when you realize that it really can happen. <laughs> Hopefully Tiffany's still listening. Mm. Yeah. that. And if not, I hope her cousin in Reno is listening so she can tell her. 
That's right. That's right. The other children's section of spirits, they are present there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mayor. Yeah, and I don't normally plug the book, so I just want to let you know, though, there's a story in there, so it's not like I just made it up. It's It's been in there for years and years and years, so. Oh but God. it is. It's, it's crazy. I don't think you're going to make up some story like yeah. that. No. It, it was just, it's just really interesting because you do, you think about that with, you know, with pets or, you know, and I mean, if, with, with anyone, with your loved one, I mean, people, you know, you can meditate all the time and sit there and say, okay, I'm going to do this during the day. I, I'd love you to come through if you can show me a sign or something and, you know, or if you can give me, you know, touch my nose or whatever you want to say. And, and I think sometimes it's just really amazing what can come through and it will come through in its own way. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, well, it's only going to happen this way. I mean, I feel like when we meditate and we open up, we can receive so much information that if we're not just asking for just the one thing and we receive, you know, we, we might want just that one sign, that's fine. But I also feel like, you know, if we open up, we may experience something that we weren't planning. And, you know, I've, I just did that recently for myself. Um, you know, we don't have any callers, so I'll tell this story. Um, I lost someone within the last month and I won't, you know, say who it was or anything, but um, I was doing a meditation and asking, you know, to, you know, just sending love to this person, sending, you know, praying that their transition was, you know, comfortable and, you know, that they're finding joy now. And um, when I was finished, I I got up and I thought, oh, I'm just going to check Instagram. I, I was waiting to hear back from something. And with that, like the first song that there was a song that popped up right away on my Instagram. And normally I don't have my sound on a lot and it came through and I just started laughing and crying because the song was perfect for that person that I was just thinking of. And it was a song from an eighties theme song from a show back in the eighties. And I just was laughing because I thought, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. And this isn't something you would hear on the radio today. It just pop up because it was an eighties theme song on something on Instagram. And and I was like, wow, that's crazy that that happened. But at the same time, it was like, it was kind of more of a, well, thank you. I appreciate you giving me that, you know? So I think that when we're just open to it, then, and we pay attention, like I always say, I think a lot more opens up around us and we get to experience even more than, you know, what we're thinking about. Yeah. We have so. to allow for their creativity. How do they want right. to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's perfect, Betty, what you said. We have to be open to their creativity. And we have to, you know, be open to whatever, you know, how we have to participate. So when we pay attention and we're, you know, sending love or comfort or, you know, whatever it may be, if we are aware of it, we're allowing them to come through in their way that it might even surprise you even more. And, you know, and it did, it literally floored me. And I, I started crying, but I was laughing with it thinking, oh my gosh, I could have never picked this in a million years and here it happened, you know? So it, it was just really cool. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm glad that you've got that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, other than that, and, you know, do you need to tell the phone number out again? Um, Sure. Great line. Minds think alike. (laughs) Betty was just saying, don't you want to give it up? And Kim has already had her paper ready to do it. That's right. (laughs) Please join us. We have 20, about 20 minutes left for this evening's show. And we would love to hear from you. 888. 627-6008 or 323-744-4831. Yes, there was someone last week that we didn't have, I mean, last month that we didn't have time to really 
go into and I'd hoped that that person would call this month but oh, yeah yeah oh yeah I know yeah, sometimes, I about that. sometimes there's this flurry and we've got four people waiting and we want to speak to everyone and not rush through anyone and still get to everyone and then the last five minutes we got two minutes two calls I know and she but didn't really get anyway so to- don't don't wait too long if you're thinking you want to give a holler <laughs> yeah do, we want do to hear from in. you because yeah, we know we know people have a lot of experiences out there, a lot of wonderful experiences with loved ones and and really cool signs or symbols. And like, you know, I mean, even like the flower growing up through the crack of the asphalt. I mean, you know, how often do you see that? Not very, you know, it, it doesn't happen hardly ever, you know, so that you actually are paying attention and being aware of it around you. So, yeah, I, we would love to hear some of your stories. And until someone calls in, uh, I'm going to read a, just a paragraph from uh, Miracle of Death because it's an example, Janet, of of someone doing it in his own way. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was still grieving for my son's passing, and uh, I was lying in bed. It was dark, and I was facing uh, north, just lying there. And then uh, I'll just read it. It makes sense by reading it. One evening, I dreamed I saw Pishti, that's my son, dancing wildly and effortlessly out of the north and into the room where I was sleeping. His arms and legs, hands and feet were flying through the air. In perfect harmony with the music, I could feel, but I could not hear. His every muscle vibrated with this unheard music. When I was able to see his feet more clearly, I realized that he was dancing in the snakeskin boots he had liked so much when he was a child. I began to feel the pure joy of his presence that uh, that his presence brought into the room. And as he continued to dance, I felt him say, dance life in snake boots. <laughs> and wow. I, I, knew, I knew certainly what he meant. He had uh, loved snakes <laughs> and mm-hmm. in a way that I did not. <laughs> but <laughs> As he, uh, and we had talked about, you know, the obviously the symbolism of the snake shedding its skin, that we have to change constantly, that life is constant change. And that here he was, if he was saying to me, dance life, not just live it and plug along, mm-hmm. but dance life in snake boots. You're going to be changing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're really creative. Life is changing constantly, and we have to kind of catch our breath and do it. But what I loved is that it was, it's like his whole body was moving with this music that I couldn't hear, but I, I, I could feel it, and mm-hmm. giving me that message of, of, of joy and, and how to live life uh, open to the changes that it brings in a joyful way. That's, that's something. Wow. Yeah. yeah, dance it, dance it. Yeah. You won't believe who's on the phone, ladies. It could be Melanie from Reno or another Melanie from Nevada. Hi, Melanie. (laughs) Hi. Answer the call. Melanie from. (laughs) It's, uh, yes, I am a cousin. And um, I called in because um, I have an experience too. And Tiff and I, we listen very um, regularly to the show. But my daughter had her two-year crossing date on the 5th of February. And so my sister-in-law and I, um, she was gracious enough. She's got four children, and they found a way to let her come with me to Tahiti because my daughter loved to go on experiences with me. And she was fairly young when she died, but we had traveled quite a bit. 
So we were in Tahiti, and I wanted to get a bottle of champagne to celebrate her two-year. But we were looking at the champagnes, and Tahiti is a French colony, or I guess French Polynesia, so you'd expect some reasonable champagnes, but the cheapest one was like $65 U.S. And I was saying to my sister-in-law, I said, no, I just... I don't feel comfortable paying that. Just let me look. And I was getting a little flustered because I had my heart set on it. And she's like, no, no, let's do it. I said, just give me a minute. Well, there was an extensive wine aisle and and I was going up and down and I just, uh, she doesn't like Chardonnay. So I didn't want to get a Chardonnay. And then there were people in the way. And I said to my daughter, I'm like, come on, hon, you got to help me out here, please. Well, my daughter's name is Quincy. And I was looking at the wines, and my eyes went up from the Chardonnays, and there was a bottle of wine named Quincy. Oh. And I know. How about oh. showing up? To the party? Oh, gosh. So, yeah. I it. <laughs> Quincy, that is just so amazing. Did you buy it? I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah, we bought it. it, it, it was like, <laughs> we're just celebrating. Oh. That's, That's so really nice. cool. Yeah, that's a kind of thing that makes us wake up and 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 dance with joy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think she was giving you a toast too. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. I like that too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, thank so. you for sharing. That's really cool. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah, right. and a bottle with any other name on it wouldn't have had that kind of impact, no matter <laughs> what it was. Yeah. It's not a common wow. name, and she's no. um, she's got a good. Yeah, she's very strong with her ability to come through. So um, I just thought I'd share that because Tiff did egg me on. And um, it's it's thing. So well, that's wonderful. I'm glad you did. We thank you both for doing that yes. for each other because yeah. we both gave gifts tonight to everyone. Absolutely. Yes, thank, it is. thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. What a great story. What a great story. We have Olivia calling from Germany. Oh, wow. Hello, Olivia. Oh. I should say good evening. <laughs> good evening. Wow, I'm really on a show. I'm hearing it for the first time. Oh. Um, and um, I started to experience some spiritual stuff. Um, in the last weeks, it's like a spiritual awakening. And um, somehow, my children also seem to sense some stuff because um, one of my daughters told me, um, is always telling me like, oh mom, I'm so sad. I'm missing my grand-grandparents. I mean, is it what you call them? Is they are like um, the mother of my grandparents or... Yes. I don't know the exact words. Yes? Okay. And she's telling me this so often and I thought, what is this? I, I can't explain it. And then one day I asked her, okay, honey, but um, do you know how they, um, how their names are? And she said, like, out of the blue, Ilya. And I was texting my mom on WhatsApp, mom, do you or dad have some grand grandparents whose name is Ilya? And my mom said, yes, the grandfather from my father. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. And this is not a common name in Germany. So my parents are from... Um, former Yugoslavian republics from Macedonia, and there the name is common, but not here in Germany. And um, oh, my never. daughter was never in touch um, with the people there. 
So she oh never heard this name before. Oh, and, but she, um, she had heard it from the other side, hadn't she? Yeah, she had a connection with uh, the, the great-grandparents, sounds like. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's wonderful. You must have been so surprised to hear that, weren't you? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I still can't believe it. <laughs> I know. It's a, how I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. I think that, you know, if if it's it's giving you that connection from the other side that they're watching over your children too. And I think that's really beautiful because that should give you a little comfort knowing that they're, you know, watching over all of you. And imagine yes. that. I'm also telling my daughter to believe in spirit angels and yeah. that they are watching mm-hmm. over her. And she really likes it because she's a person who's really afraid of mm-hmm. everything. She's also very afraid of fire, and I don't know why, because she never experienced something like this, but there was a time that she was really freaked out by fire. I couldn't mm-hmm. light up a candle. And um, I think when I told her, you have spirit angel, they are watching over you, so um, you can also ask them to, to watch over you, and uh, nothing will happen to you. And she's like, okay, Mom, and I think it helped. Oh, that's good. That's good. You're doing a great job. You just wonder oh, you. when it's so frightened by something that if it if it had to do with another life, right? We don't know, but how wonderful that she she has him and knows his name. That is beautiful, and that she shares that yeah, with mom. That's, yeah, that's right. We're both having right. Kids. So well, she and that she has mom because you know some people would say, "Oh, you didn't. That didn't really happen." But one, it's wonderful, Olivia, that you have you know that you're open to it and you're saying yes. You know, it is it is your you know loved ones and that they are watching over you and and I do you know and, and telling her about the angels. I think that's wonderful to give her. You know, that opens her up too for the future, which is a really wonderful gift that you're giving her. Where a lot of people wouldn't be doing that. You know, they would they would just push it aside and go on with, but with you, you're allowing her to be open and express what she's seeing and to kind of, you know, allow her intuition to bloom. So I think that's really empowering for all of you. That's great. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think um, one I have also, go ahead, um, go ahead. I have also another experience. Can I go ahead? Okay. Thank oh, you. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I have two daughters, and the other one is only three years old, but she's um, thinking about death. And I was also wondering about that, and she said, like, oh, mommy, I don't want to die. If I die, I want to die in your arms. And it freaked me out a little bit, because sometimes I um, read somewhere that sometimes they sense something that will happen, or it could Mm -hmm. be, or maybe she's just thinking about it. So I, I didn't know. And um, since I read, I had spirit guides, and I was asking them to give me a sign. And I said, like, okay, give me a sign that nothing will happen to her. Um, maybe in form of a, um, a picture, I want to see two hands, uh, one hand in each other. And um, if it's a white underground, um, then it's like everything will be okay. And if it's a black underground, something like, okay, be prepared. Maybe they can have something. And somehow, two um, weeks later, I'm getting um, some kind of caskets, and there was um, really a picture in it with two uh, people, uh, I mean, two hands holding each other with a white underground. So this was also mm. really 
beautiful for me. Like, yes. okay, everything will be okay, go ahead. And she's maybe just processing something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's give you such comfort. Right. Yes. Well, and that's kind of what, you know, hand her, you know, asking her, are her, um, you to hold her is that's comfort. And maybe there's fear for her in different areas or whatever. And she's just opening up in her way to ask for comfort. And you're giving that. And at the same time, you're getting validation that, you know, things are okay too. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's important too. Yeah. And you have to do it your way. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, when you, you know, experience something or there, when, you know, your children do and they're frightened that you have to find ways to comfort them. And basically she was asking to be comforted as well by being held, you know? So I think that's important too, but you've noticed that and you're, you're, um, you're helping with yeah. that. And I think I'm that's telling her that Yes. And I'm telling her that everything will be okay and she won't die. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm also telling her about spirit angels and, um, I hope it will work out for her. Well, and she can share with her sister too, as she becomes more able and more verbal and three years is, is pretty young, you it know, is she'll young start to be thinking of probably putting pieces together and it's part of your lives. You would mm-hmm. think you share and talk about and trust and mm-hmm. yes. And, uh, I'm really quite old now, but I've said many times to Kim, I don't, uh, it takes a great deal of courage today to have children because we live in a world where, where there is a lot of danger and where they're hearing about it a lot. Mm. And so we need to call on our angel guides to comfort us, to give us that courage mm-hmm. and that knowledge that mm-hmm. some faith in life. Yes. Yes. The faith in mm-hmm. life to be able to do the work as parents that we, that mm-hmm. we do and to comfort our children. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's so important. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. How old is your other daughter, Olivia? Six years old. Six, Six and three. <laughs> yeah, so nice. you have some interesting conversations in that well, house. They're probably yeah. getting some interesting experiences, too, in life since they're open to it. You've helped them to yeah. open to that. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, I think, you know, it's good to be intuitive, you know, to stay open. And, and that will help with their future as well, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, Olivia. Thank much. Yeah, thank you very much for listening and, all and the for best. the great show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh. Thank you. You know, we've we've cut off in our culture. We're living in a culture that's cut us off from meaningful con- relationships in the universe. And it's so good to hear all of the people who call in who are are weaving these connections for their children, for themselves, with their animals. We're mm-hmm. weaving the web in our own minds, and it's. It's just so important. It's the perfect right. the connections. That's what Laura was talking about. Too. Yes, it is. And yeah. each, then Tiffany and Melanie, That's and right. these we connections are vital. Are. We can't live without them. It's, right. It's all about relationships of all kinds and meaningful, loving ways, and and being open to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's there's so many ways. You know, there's so many. You know, it's not just a sign. It could be a symbol, a word, a feeling, a sound. It, you know, it comes from every direction. And I think that that's important, too, is that for, you know, anyone who's listening to say, well, oh, well, my sign was different. They're all calling in with this kind of sign. But this was different. It's like, well, that's that's how it works. It, it's so individual. We're so individual. We all have our own angle. We all come from a different place. But 
we can yet we can all still get all these different kinds of you know symbols or signs or you know something from our loved one letting us know that you know they're around us and and I think that that's what's so amazing and I love hearing these stories because it shows that you know it's everybody it's not just one type of person or or just children or just this or just that it, it's it's everyone who's getting this and and that's what I love about it you know we've had this where it's you know the adults it's children it's people getting it from their animals I mean it's it's just it's validation that there is more going on in our world and we can't see it and and I heard um my friend Laura Lynn Jackson, who's a forever family medium, made a comment one day about um, it's like radio waves. We don't see them, but they're there. And, and I'm like, exactly. It is that. It is that. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it is all around us. These signs are our loved ones are around us. And just because you may not see them doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And, and the sim- what you're getting from them is to just pay attention. Stay open, you know, allow them to give you something. And and especially if you're having a difficult day, you know, grief comes in waves, you know, you'll be fine for a little while. And then, you know, all of a sudden you break down and start crying and you have a rough time. And it's like, allow yourself to be open, you know, and, and that's, that's all you can do. But okay, let's see, I guess it's about time for our closing prayer. You are, you, are you ready? Or should we, do we have a couple of minutes? Ready. Oh, okay. Okay. You're up. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. So, you know, first of all, we want to thank everyone for calling in and, you know, we look forward to next month when everybody can do it again, but I will go ahead and say the Mahayama prayer. May all beings everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected be fulfilled, awakened, liberated, and free. May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. And may we all together complete the spiritual journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. See you next month. That's right. Everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night, Dawn. And good night. (laughs) That's right. Good night. (laughs) 